0: Recorded live. Boy, that was the it most was bizarre, bizarre. live. I know. I love that too, right? <laughs> that was the most bizarre itch beginning that I've ever had a, for any call, man. Since I've been using the service for for 40, four and a half years, almost five years now. And um, so today is Thursday, uh, October twenty second. It's uh, about eight forty right now. It is uh, uh, session number five of Happily Ever After with Erdell and Erdem and um you know here we go going in man um by the way you know I, lo- I know you like the sound of that that you know talk shoe recorded live right so I don't know where they came up with this name talk shoe but a long time ago I think in the in the sixties there was this T V comedy show called Get Smart. You guys ever heard
1: of it? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Please don't tell me you guys
0: disappeared again, man. Uh, <laughs> there was this talk show, this comedy this comedy show called, um, called Get Smart. You guys ever heard of it? No. Yeah, okay. It was a spoof on James Bond. James Bond was, you know, a giant in the 1960s, you know, edgy and all of that stuff. So they had to... A skit, a, a comedy show, TV series—I don't know, three or four years—called called, uh, called uh, Get Smart. And the guy, the name of the act, actor, the, the lead actor, his name was uh, Maxwell Smart. And he was, you know, Agent eighty six. Uh, no, he's Agent ninety nine, and his girlfriend was Agent eighty six. Anyhow, he used to, uh, before they had cell phones, all he had was rotary dial phones. He used to have a phone in his shoe. He Used to talk from his shoe in order to talk to headquarters, and it was uh, chaos. And um, the agent, uh, what he called, I forget what his agency was, but the you know arch rival agency was called Chaos, and so he was always dealing with Chaos. And um, what else about that? He uh, he talked with his shoe, so I think that they named this company Talk Shoe after. The Maxwell Smart character and what they used to do. Because, you know, Max, uh, Get Smart came out before Star Trek. You know, Star Trek had, you know, the tri quarter readers that we look like now. We got phones for and all that stuff. But Get Smart was, was a comedy thing where, you know, the guy talked through his shooter, you know, like a little telephone. So that's why I think they got the name of this company from Talk Shoot Recorded live. And uh, I know it took a little too long, but screw it. I didn't say it. And there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how you gentlemen doing, man? Now that I took all, all the time to say nothing. I'm uh, okay.
2: Everything okay?
3: Okay, good, good, good.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been important if you guys would have laughed, but since it wasn't funny, you know, I just wasted your time. My bad. I'm sorry, you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, You know. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to take a very, very important phone call. You know, that's why I just couldn't catch this story and joke. That's why I didn't laugh. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. it's like a joke. I,
0: I'm not taking it personal,
3: man. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, I, I glanced at your guys' uh, assignments, but I want to hear, before we start looking at your assignments in, in detail, what you think about what you wrote, what you did, what was your experience about your assignment, your personal life charter, and your relationship charter. So
4: who wants to go first?
2: Erdo, you start first.
4: Okay, yeah, I was about to say I can go first. Uh, Like, it was kind of hard to merge them, you know?
3: Yes, yes.
4: And... Even some of the questions, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't clear. We weren't clear. Me and my wife, we right. weren't clear what what was intended to be answered.
3: Yeah.
4: So that's actually why I tried to call you at one point, but I think you were really busy. Uh, okay. But mm, yeah, it, it it I found it. I did find it hard to merge and uh, quite. To be quite honest, at, at at first my wife, you know, didn't care much about it. Like she's like, you yeah. know, why 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 do I, I have to do this? Like it is your training. <laughs> and I am mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm getting freaking training for us. So you know, it's important. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do things on my own, you know, this is this is a relationship, you know. So it's mutual. Mm-hmm. So he, he agreed and then say, at one point she said, "Oh, why don't you write stuff? You know, just write stuff on my behalf. You know, this is the homework anyway." <laughs> I said, "No, we have to, you know, discuss this in depth, and you know, like we have to, you know, maybe fight about these. You know, we have to, you know, explore and find out things."
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But she was she was getting confused with the with the questions. I don't think she understood to the depth. Yes. Yes, I understand that. Definitely understand that. Okay. So I was trying to clarify her as much as I could. Yes. Well, I tell you what, man.
0: I mean, you know, this is a challenging um, thing for a couple of reasons. One, nobody's ever heard of this before. At least I don't know anybody that's ever heard of this before or ever done it. Um, You know, number two, most people don't think about who they are and what they're about very much
4: most people are so
0: moment to moment you know that they don't really think about what's their purpose in life who are they really you know what are they up to people don't usually go that deep inside themselves you know not enough. no no so this is that's this right. is a challenge you know this is a challenge that's why it's good to be able to do this type of thing you know
4: that's right that's i think that was part of the confusion because Maybe you really didn't have the answers for this question. Exactly. So if you don't have if you don't
0: have these kind of answers for yourself in a relationship, and your spouse does, how do you expect the relationship to work? Really?
4: Well, I don't actually at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the love will take take you there as long as you focus on the love. and and let the love help you grow to the point where you both are on the same page. Like the thing about relationships, one of the great things about relationships, one of the many great things is that you have to grow in order for you to stay happy in the relationship because the relationship will constantly point out where you need to grow, where you're not as mature as you could be as smart Mm -hmm. as you could be, as connected to your partner as you could be, as connected to yourself as you could be. So, Mm -hmm. you
3: know,
0: in in a way, you know, being happily married for a standard period of time is a personal development experience.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you could look at you and your wife over the years and see how much you've grown, even if it hasn't been enough, you can see that y'all are definitely much more mature much wiser than you were when you first got married, first started dating, right?
4: Can Can you repeat that one? I kind of missed that.
0: Yeah. I'm saying that uh, is it accurate to say that if you really thought about it, you could see how much you and your wife have evolved over the years since you first got married, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You've gotten wiser. You figured out how to do things and overcome challenges yeah. in the relationship, right? That's right, that's right. You
4: yeah, know,
3: because...
4: Yeah, get get Because the challenges help us, you know, move us out of comfort zone to get that's better. Right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's part of the purpose of relationships is to help you to evolve, but to evolve with someone who's, you know, so committed to your health, well-being, and happiness. I mean, it's the same thing with parenthood. You know, your children make you evolve because you have to constantly be able to take care of them. It was easy when, you know, they either scream for a bottle or, or for you to hug them or for you to burp them because, you know, that's all they wanted and needed. But as they got older, they started making more demands, which, which you know, you had to keep growing and learning about and figuring out how to take care of them or to keep them from bothering you or to teach them or to whatever. You know what I mean? So, hmm life is a series of ongoing
1: evolutions. And that's so... That's... Say it again?
4: I said that's very right. Like, we need to evolve. Yeah. You,
0: you, you, no, you know what? Yeah, you're going to evolve. Evolution is mandatory. However, speed is optional. <laughs> <laughs> What I mean by that is, you can take a long time to learn lessons, or you can learn lessons quickly. But you're going to learn lessons. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If evolution is mandatory, speed is optional. That's how it goes, bro. You get you get to say how long you want to stay in that mess before you evolve and grow out of it. You know. And and if
4: you're not if you're not peaceful with the pay. We don't feel content.
3: Right. <laughs> it's
0: rough, bro. It's rough if you're not paying attention, you know?
1: Oh, man. Hello?
0: Okay. Okay, so what was the hardest part of this assignment? Which section was the hardest? Well, I, I, I,
2: I, I, when, when we were in Brooklyn, when we at Massal Cafe, the task you gave me so easy, but this one was totally hard for me. But I did. It. I spent long time on that. But uh, yeah. I can say uh, it's ever challenging for me. It was a little challenging
0: generally. Yeah, he
4: couldn't. He couldn't use Google Maps to find himself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it was. It I was a and
2: heavy assignment yeah. I I now understand why you <laughs> wanted to penalize us with 50 dollars because you really wanted to you really wanted us to make the assignment.
0: Yeah, if I didn't if I didn't put the, some kind of a serious punishment on it, you wouldn't have done it. No. Yeah. You know, and you and you, you just wouldn't have because this this is hard, man. This is at least as hard as to exercise about time management. And the way y'all did time management, that's what made me say, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna charge y'all, man, if you don't do it right, you know? <laughs>
3: uh,
0: <laughs> but
2: what I will do, what I will do uh, today, uh, I really want to uh, discuss, I mean, most of them are challenging questions, and you are right. Maybe we need to uh, answer uh, some questions together right now.
0: Yeah, you mean you, you mean you and your partner, or you and your wife, or you mean you two guys together?
2: I mean, for, for example, we can start from the uh, especially not the uh, personal one, the marriage charter. I really mm. wonder uh, because I write something, but I don't know. It's the answer you want.
0: Got it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys a gift. I'm going to I'm going to send you after this call is over my own personal life charter. Wow. I'm gonna send you the one that I created. Okay, so it's gonna give you, you know, a better way of looking at your own life, um, so that um, you know, you, you get a chance a better understanding of each of the things. So I want you to know that when you read mine, it's gonna sound like lofty pie in the sky, almost impossible, but that's okay because your vision, your wish for yourself and who you see yourself does not have to be, you know, in line with reality. So let's say, for example, you know, one of the exercises is um, where you, you know, like I can see, I can tell you guys, I I think there was an exercise where you were supposed to um, identify, like, what your life purpose is about. I think one of the documents, the, the life charter, had that. But that's okay. That's fine. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you mine, and then we'll talk about mine um, when you look at yours, and when we talk about it next week. So okay. I went real deep. Like for example, some of the things I wrote down, like the like the um, the different uh, hats that I wear. I put a whole lot of hats because I wear a lot of hats. You know what I mean? My focus in life is, you know, X, Y, and Z, and. You know, the principles I live my life by. You know, you'll see what I put down there. And it's good because if I would have gave it to you before you did the work, what would have happened is you would have tried to just copy mine and you still wouldn't have seen how far off you was from yourself. Does that communicate? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah it's I think Good, like, you know, yeah, good. By looking at your answers, we could, we could figure out what is really intended by the question. Right. Right,
0: yeah, right. And so, um, you know, I will also send you, um, unfortunately, I'm, what I'm going to do is I don't normally do this one, but I'm going to send you the one that I had created with my second wife. Uh, that's when I first did this. She did not cooperate at all. She was like, ha, 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 you think I'm going to do that? Get out of here. That's how she was with me. Of course, I was like when we was only married a year and a half, right? So <laughs> so I'm going to send it to you anyhow so you can see how I use who I am and who I see myself as and how I was able to bring that to my relationship. Because I did the best that I could, but, you know, you still can't be married by yourself. You know what I mean? Your partner's got to play with you in order to make that happen. So, um, you know, I'll send the both of those to you so you can use them for yourself and and your life if you like. And that way you can have it done so that when we come to the final session, you'll have that in place. And you know you'll be able to hear the last session much better.
3: Yeah, yes, I think right. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I, but again, I wanted you to go through all of it first because, um, you know, you, you got to find out what you don't know in order for you to learn what you need to know, and then to actually learn it. You know what I mean? To know it,
4: Tony. So yeah do 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 you want us show it to the to the, to our wives, too?
0: Sure. Sure, they might think I'm crazy, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, like, for example, I talk about, you know, when I talk about family life, right, I talk about how my daughters, who I don't have a good relationship with, and my ex-wife, my first ex-wife especially, that whoever I marry next, you know, likes them, respects them, and vice versa. You know, that's like my vision. You know, and this is like your highest vision, your highest wish, your highest aspirations for yourself and your relationship, you know, yourself, your life, your Mm -hmm. relationship. And so you want to put it up there. Even if it's not possible, you put it there because at least you know what you're playing for, you know what you're going for, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and besides, who says it's not possible? (laughs) I mean. You know, I will tell you right up front, one of my things is I want to I want to live to be 150 years old. Right now I just turned 57, so, you know, I got another, you know, 93 years. I don't know what it's going to take, but I, here's what I know. I'm still alive, so I got a shot. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I don't know. I want to make a difference, you know, in a way that people can remember me for a 1,000 years. You know, a 1,000 years ain't up yet, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that's not something I'm not going to go for. It's like my highest dreams to some degree, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know? I see. Yeah, so you want to put, it doesn't matter if it's real or not, like if it's realistic. It's still real even if it's not realistic. You understand? Yeah. yeah it's real for you. So, you know, wanting to go to the next galaxy, you still got to reach the moon first, which is a tremendous, you know, first step for us for sure. So um, so that's all I'm going to say about the, um, you know, about the charts, charters, because, again, I looked at both of you guys, and I was like, you know, I know it took a lot of energy for you to write what you wrote, and what you wrote was just skimming the surface. So I'm going to give you, again, I'll send you, you know, I'll send it to you, you know, a little later than tomorrow afternoon. I'll probably send it tonight. My personal life charter Um so that you can see how deep you can possibly go. And then we'll talk about it next session um, in the beginning. Well, you know, whenever we get to it. I'll make sure we get to it. So, all right?
4: Okay, great. That's, that's great,
0: actually, because
4: I didn't think we could get somewhere from what I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But
4: you will learn a lot more after
0: you read mine. Um, cause I, 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 and I also want to tell you, I've been working on mine over the years. So, you know, I'm telling you this because I first started doing my own in 2002. And I have constantly evolved it as I felt I evolved. So it's, oh. a living, it's a living document. It's not, you know, etched in stone. Like what I wrote in 2002, I'm not the same guy anymore. I've evolved quite a bit since then. So you were married to your second wife in 2002. No, I married her in 2003, but I was already working on it in 2002. I had completed it before I got married. And then once I got married, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can use this for us. I got the idea after we got
4: married. I did not use it before we got married. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 this, this charter, uh, you compiled it you as a worksheet or, you know, you got it from somebody or whatever, you know? No, I will tell you I will tell you how I created it. So uh I used to work as an employee
0: for Landmark. Mm-hmm. And uh Landmark had this thing called the Landmark Education Twenty Twenty Charter. So they had a charter that they were planned on using to guide them to the results that they wanted to have by the year twenty twenty. And so as a staff member I would read it every day in the morning. And then I would also have people who assist, volunteers. So before the volunteers would start, we would also read it and have them read it and then choose some qualities of character or experiences that they wanted to have based on what's in that charter. So what I discovered about that charter was I was living from it, living into it as an employee. But when I left Landmark, I wanted to have something like it, just not
3: Landmark's. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Right. So then I said, I I don't know how to make it any other way, but if I wanted to make it a different way, what else can I use that's just as powerful or even more so than Landmark's business charter? And when I thought about it, what I came up with was the Declaration of Independence. So I bought a book on the Declaration of Independence, I read it, and then I used the concepts and the ideas that the founding fathers of the United States used to create the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution, and I combined those ideas with the ideas of the um, uh, Landmarks Charter, and that's how this got created. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I did that in 2002 because again I was uh, you know I I I stopped working for Landmark but I was in a new environment. I had moved to North Carolina. I only knew two people in the whole state, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I needed to do something to ground myself as a compass. And this was one of the things that I did. I did it out of self defense, not out of being a smart guy. (laughs) It was like, "If nobody else knows me, I need to know me." you know, rather than just having friends and we relate to each other. So I did it out of self-defense, but I've been living from it ever since. And 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 every time I get, you know, I have some real growth, I revisit the thing, you know, my charter and see if there's anything right now that uh, I would want to um, communicate or I would want to add to it or I want to eliminate because it's no longer applies, right? So, you know, to give you one example, when I first did, my charter, I said who I am is love, then, you know, who I am is love for the planet, and then is who I am is love and enlightenment. And so that's where I'm at right this minute. Like, that's who I am for myself and how I relate to myself is who I am is love and enlightenment, in other words, being a source of enlightenment for others, um, you know, which is part of what this program is about and it's particularly this conversation. So that's how I got it started. I actually have a whole program to teach people how to do this thing specifically, um, but we're not going to go there. We, we don't have to go there because this is more about the relationship than it is about this other stuff. So, But anyhow, so I just wanted to share that with you, and um, um, you know, we'll go into it in more depth because I'll send you what I got. But I've been working on it and, and, and tweaking it on and off since 2002. And then when I got married my second time in 2003, I decided to bring that to the relationship. She did not agree, but then there's a lot of other stuff she didn't agree to. And uh, we're still good friends because, you know, we did, both did a lot of personal development work, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the relationship, the marriage wasn't working. Everything, a lot of it was good. It was a blessing to be around her, just not from the standpoint of being married. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. So, any other comments or questions? Did that answer your question? Yeah, sure. we can move forward. Yeah. Say again? You ready to move forward? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that. Okay, great, great. <laughs> Just checking. All right, great. Next step. Perfect timing. So, uh, this is session 5. Section 5 is... Um, the, the fifth of the five biggest things that get in the way of relationships, working. So, again, I'll do a quick review. The first is not knowing who you are. This document tries to combine everything at the same time. It's not the only thing that does, but it's, you know, a big piece of it. Uh, not knowing who you are, number one. Number two, not understanding the differences between gender. Number one is the, is the most uh, impactful. Number two is the most painful. The third one is not managing emotions, not knowing how to manage emotions. Uh, the fourth is not knowing how to work together, bring your business together. I call it structural and other breakdowns, not knowing how to manage and combine your lives together, have a life that works, number four. Number five, miscommunication. That's what we're going to talk about today. And it's funny, whenever I bring miscommunication up, people say, oh, isn't that the first one? Nope, that's five, because you, when you're miscommunicating, chances are it's one or all four of the first four that adds to the miscommunication or, or causes the miscommunication. The miscommunication is almost a is almost a result of miscommunic of of, of the other things rather than it on its own. So, um, so I'm just going to go right into it. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, Okay, so the first thing you need to know about communication is that in the area of being responsible, that you have to make sure you understand people rather than try to make them understand you. You can't depend on people. You can't depend on yourself getting people to understand you. That is a waste of time.
4: Uh, Can I say that again?
0: Yes. If you're having a conversation with somebody and you're not being understood and they're not understanding you, but you may not be understanding them either, you will be wasting your time trying to get them to understand you. It's an ineffective way to create effective communication. You have to be the one who understands the other person. As a matter of fact, it is easier for you to go out of your way to understand a hundred people than to make even one person try and understand you. Every time Mm -hmm. you try to understand, every time you try to get your wife to understand you, without you understanding her first, you're wasting your time and making it worse. You have to do your best to understand other people in communication I don't know if you noticed, for example, throughout this conversation, not this one today, but all of our conversations, I keep checking in to see what you got, where you're at, did you understand me, all of that stuff. I'm always constantly asking that, right?
4: you damn right. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, because I'm committed to understanding you because I know you don't understand me already. The only way I can get you to understand me is if I understand you and then talk your language.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's the first thing. I'm going to say it again. I want you to remember this. It's easier for you to understand 100 people, to go out of your way and understand 100 people than it is to get even one person to understand you. See, here's the reason why. Most people don't listen. If they don't know how to listen, they'll never be able to understand you. Waiting for someone who doesn't know how to listen to become an effective listener is a lot like waiting for a five-year-old to move the car out of the driveway. They just don't know how. Making them wrong is not going to help them become a better listener either. (laughs) You know? Getting mad at them ain't going to help. It ain't going to help. You know? If they don't know how to listen, they're not going to listen. That's the end of the story. In addition, In addition to the fact that they don't know how to listen and they don't know that they don't know how to listen, they don't think you're listening to them. And the reason why they don't think you're listening to them is because no one else is listening. So why should they listen to you? They don't know how to listen and they don't see anybody else listening to them. So they're too busy trying to figure out how to live through life. They don't even expect you to listen to them And so because they don't know how to listen and they don't even think you got to listen, they're not even trying. They don't understand the value. As far as they're concerned, why should I listen to you? (laughs) You know, it's like I don't understand you, you don't understand me. Why should I listen? What are we doing here? And that's how come it gets so frustrating. If you listen to others 100%, If you know how to turn your brain off so you can listen to every word they're saying and really get the emotional side, the feeling side, all of that, then the other person will experience being listened to. And when people feel listened to, they feel respected, honored, appreciated, and in many cases, shocked that you're listening. What that does is make them want to return the favor. If only so, you'll continue to listen to them more often. You'll also demonstrate how to listen and teach them how to teach others how to listen. So when you do in-depth listening, your wife will be shocked and she will pay more close attention to you because she wants to know how to get you to do that again, how did you do that, what was going on in your mind when you did that,
1: (laughs) and what does she need to do to make you do it again? In addition to being happy that you finally listen, All right, so what are you guys hearing in all of this? What I am hearing is uh,
4: you basically say, since people don't know how to listen, they assume you don't know as well. So since, since they are not listening, from their perspective, they assume everybody is like them like like them, which is not listening, so they don't expect anybody to listen right so so why why they should bother listen? because you want um, why they, they should don't
3: how,
4: right yeah. they don't know how to listen,
0: so they feel like they're failing as a listener. You don't know how to listen to them because they feel like you don't understand them, so they're just wasting their time. So why don't I focus on something else? <laughs> yeah. It's a lost you know. Yeah. Yeah. The key to, to, to being able to have communication is for you to know how to understand your, your partner. You actually have to listen to why she does what she does. Not what is she doing, but why. And because women talk different language than men, you actually have to hear how is what's going on connected to her
1: um, how is what's going on connected to her um need for safety and security
0: right? That's the biggest difference between men and women. men need to be successful, women need to feel safe and secure. So you have to listen to how is she feeling unsafe right now? How is she feeling insecure right now? That's the first place to go. That's not the only place. That's a good first place to start listening from. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. How how is she feeling unsafe right now or insecure right now or both? First place. So, um, Adam, what are you hearing in this, man? What's going on over there with you, bro? Uh,
2: Generally, uh, in professional life, we got lots of training about communication Whatever you say is very, very similar to that, that, those kind of stuff. Uh, And you know what? Whenever I hear communication, uh, it's a kind of boring topic for me. But it's really important. I mean, when you say that uh, communication, uh, my wife says that I told you, you didn't listen to me. I wasn't paying attention. So I was not paying attention. I mean, I am a really good talker, good listener, but sometimes, especially when I talk with my wife, I, I'm not concentrated on her.
0: Yeah. Do you know why that it bothers her? Why? Because you're not listening tells her that she's not important enough to you for you to listen to.
4: Oh, my God. Of course, she feels like you don't care at all so she feels insecure. You know, I, She tells me the same thing, too. I told you before, <laughs> she gets mad.
0: Yeah. You're not listening to me. You don't care enough about me to
1: listen. I'm not important enough to you. What am I, chopped liver? You're insulting her. And then you expect her to be nice and kind and sweet and loving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you guys be talking, right?
0: And I say, "Hey, wait a minute! I thought I just heard you, but can you just say that again? You heard me say that a few times, right?"
3: Yes, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Anybody ever got
4: upset when I said that?
3: Yeah.
0: No, we,
4: we were we were happy. You were trying to understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Adam was trying to be funny over there, but yo, know, y'all didn't get upset. Y'all was happy that I asked because you was like, "Oh, he he actually cares enough to ask." Like, you was happy that I was paying attention to the fact that I wasn't paying attention and I wanted to fix that, right? Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, you know what's funny is that you know that that happens, but I did something about it because y'all do the same thing, but you don't do something about it. And your woman does the same thing, but she doesn't do anything about it. So whenever you lose track of what's going on, you get distracted, and you say, wait a minute, I just got distracted, but I don't want to get distracted. So can you tell me that again? There's not a person on the planet that be like, oh, screw you, man. I'm not talking to you no more. No. You know what they're going to say? Oh, Dag, that happens to me all the time, too, man. Thank you for, like, stepping up for that. That's a sign of true respect when you do that. (laughs) So I'm going to give you another distinction, another tactic, another, not tactic, another concept around listening, and that is this. It's impossible for human beings, unfortunately. I don't know if it's impossible. Here's what I'll say. Nobody listens 100%, 100% of the time. Yeah, that's right.
3: It's
0: not possible. We got too many distractions, man. That's that's right. Food smells, something smashed in the living room. You know, somebody says something and the idea pops into your head. You just heard the music thoughts all right while your wife is talking. Like, life happens, man. You're at work. you know, you're trying to teach one kid while another kid is screaming and doing. You, you can't focus 100 percent 100 percent of the time. That's right. So when you say, "Hey, listen, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't get it say it again. You're refocusing in because they're important enough for you to refocus in, and you're telling them how important they are by saying, "I really want to hear what you say, I really want to understand what you're saying, say it again. most of the mm-hmm. time when we don't most of the time when we don't get it, you know what we do, we just act like we just forget about it, act like we didn't hear it, and I hope they never ask us again
2: but uh Tony, it's different sometimes believe me when you speak English sometimes because of my problem, sometimes I don't understand you because of my, uh, because of me, my maybe accent. or I am ashamed to ask you a couple times to repeat because also it's a kind of disrespectful. He doesn't understand me, why he's doing that, and I don't want to create a negative environment. Sometimes I don't
0: ask because of this reason. Don't do that ever again. Nobody will disrespect you. They will see how hard you're trying to listen. I need you to tell me when you don't understand me, because if you don't understand me, you ain't getting the lesson.
4: But, Tony, you're an understanding person. You know, uh, I think Adam is on the phone calls as a project manager with some, you know, uh, professionals and internationals. Uh, So probably he's thinking that, oh, I don't know good enough or I'm not fluent enough. You know, maybe he's scared of being dumped from his work.
2: Yeah, sometimes I skip.
0: I understand that. So here's what you want to say. What you just said, listen, let me tell you something. There's nobody on the planet that would hear what you got to say that's sane, that's halfway caring, that would hear you say that and get mad at you uh, because they understand that that different languages are hard to understand. There's nobody that's an adult that's not like, you know, psychologically damaged that would get mad at you all the time for that because you have a different native language. Your your brain probably t- speaks in Turkish, and then you're constantly translating English back into Turkish so you can understand it. Is that fairly
1: accurate? Yes. Adam, did you get what I said or do I need to say it again? Yeah, 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 perfect, perfect. So
0: nobody that's any kind of intelligence, particularly in your field, is going to get mad at you about that. They can't because they would be in the same situation if the situation was reversed. If the situation was reversed, guess what would happen? You would um, be as kind with them because they don't speak Turkish. They're trying hard to understand Turkish, even though English is their first language, right? And that's when they true. mess up, and when they mess up Turkish, you'd be all with all open arms, helping them out, right? Yeah. That, but that's that's globally that happens. People don't get mad at you because you don't speak. You know, don't get me wrong. There are people, you know, uh, in the United States that would probably be like that. You know, there are usually what I would refer to as bigger uh, bigoted, white supremacists, you know, who live in the South, who don't believe in immigrants and all that other crazy stuff. Those people, well, you shouldn't be around them anyhow, okay? Normal people, though, you should, you know, feel free to be yourself. And here's another thing I want you to know. If you don't feel safe being yourself, you shouldn't be around those people. You need to be yourself above all, because the creator created you to be the way you are. And so don't make the creator wrong. Honor yourself and be the true person that you really are, man. Don't sell yourself out on that just to be nice. Screw that. You'll feel like you'll feel you'll feel terrible at the end of the day. Which happens to you
4: sometimes, right? That's right. Yeah, I think that you out. Said, you said something great. You said don't let the creator wrong. And right before that, you say, like, don't be around the people who expect you to be different, something like that. Yeah, see,
0: people will try to make you be and do what they want you to be and do. Mm-hmm you could either say, okay, I'll do that, or you could say, no, I'm mean, sorry.
3: This is me. not me.
0: Right, i got to be mean. See, the rain doesn't care if you like it or not. It just rains, right? You either get an umbrella, you get, some, you get a cup and you get some water, right? You either capture the water, stay in the house, get an umbrella, you have to react to the rain. The rain don't care what you say, right? Rain just rains, right? Yeah. You need to be like the rain.
4: Yeah, for for most part of my life, I really tried to fit in, you know, like try to uh, be what they want me to be. Uh, and, you know, there is no end to that. You know, there is no end to that. And then you fall into uh, what is it called? I mean, d- d- duplicates, like uh, double standards or like, I mean, your de- design wants something but they expect something from you different w- which is not yeah. in line with your nature. So right. it creates a lot of, you know, anxiety and entropy.
0: Yeah, that's because you don't know who you are. And so you can't enroll them in in you being you. You can't show them the benefits of you being you because there's nobody else like you but you. You know, you've got unique gifts and unique ways of delivering your gifts that no one else can. That's right.
4: So they have to let me be who I am, but Mm. they won't care about it because I don't care about it. Like, I need to know that I need to be aware that I need to function the way I was created. And right. what they expect from me might not be something I am designed for.
0: Exactly. Let me give you some real tangible examples. This is going a little bit off target, but it's right on target anyhow. So Michael Jackson was not James Brown.
1: He didn't mm-hmm. sing like
0: James Brown. He danced kind of like James Brown, but he did his version of James Brown. He wasn't trying to be James Brown. He was trying to be a better Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra was not Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson wasn't trying to be Frank Sinatra.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right? Yeah. Aretha Franklin wasn't trying to be like none of them. <laughs> you know, you familiar with Aretha Franklin? You heard of her, right? No. Okay, no problem, no problem. Let me try to think of another woman. Uh Donna Summer? Disco Queen? No, okay, let me think of another woman. Um Patti LaBelle. Um yes. Okay, right. So so all we of these can imagine.
4: Like, we can imagine, don't worry.
0: All of these are Hall of Fame singers I'm talking about, right?
3: Uh-huh.
0: They're like they're like, you know, Ella Fitzgerald or, you know, they, these are like you know, let me see. Classical musicians are not the same as country singers or not the same as, you know, rappers or not. The... So they each are doing music, but they're doing music in a way that only they can.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They, don't even, they don't even have to be the best singer, they're just the best at doing what they do the way they do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So if you're a programmer or if you're a teacher, you're the best at doing it the way you're designed to do it. If you're a husband, you're the best husband based on how you're designed to be. So you have to honor who you are. That's just mm-hmm. another. That's just another reason for doing the the life charter and the relationship charter, so that you know who this person is, and you can nurture yourself. Have your wife help you nurture yourself as the guy that you really are, and vice versa. See. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things about the about the personal life charter is it'll teach you to understand each other to and when you understand each other, you'll improve your communication because you'll understand each other where you're coming from. hmm Okay? So like you can't sell yourself out. Can't do it. If you do that, everything else falls. You got nothing left. That's your foundation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep it moving now because um, I think I'm starting to get behind time. I don't want you guys falling fall asleep on me here. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it moving here. So now,
4: thank you for, you know, for the great insights.
0: Yeah, my pleasure, man. I mean, if you don't know who you are, it's hard to understand other people. Part of the gift of knowing who you are is that it helps you better to understand other people because you can see you, the part of you in them, the part of them that's like you. You can see yourself in other people when you know yourself well enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't know yourself well enough, you can't tell who's who and what what is about them. So anyhow, I'm going to keep it moving now. Like you, you it's a, The bottom line is you have to walk through life if you want to be a good communicator, particularly with your spouse. You have to walk through life committed to understanding them rather than trying to get them to understand you because they don't know how to do it anyhow. Like You're responsible, so let me just say that. All right, next. The biggest causes of miscommunication in relationships. These are the biggest causes. Not knowing who you are, which I just said. Not understanding the basic gender differences, which I have said. Not understanding breakdowns and how to have your life work together, which I said. Being controlled by your emotions, which is kind of what I said, not understanding your emotions. Um, not knowing how to communicate, lack of knowledge in knowing how to communicate. And then the biggest, well, another big one is what I refer to as a misunderstanding of context. So do you guys know what I mean by context? I mean, most people yes, really yes, don't. Yes, yes. Yeah. If you don't have this, if you're not talking in the same language, even if you, so when you're talking, you and your wife are talking. She's talking inside of the context of safety and security. You're talking inside of the context of, of
3: success. success.
0: That's your context. That's the filter you look at her life through. So when you don't understand how to hear what's her context, then that's a big part of what's missing in communication. That's one of the biggest causes of miscommunication in relationships. is not understanding how to determine the context of the conversation. And that's a big part of what you have to understand because, yeah, she's talking about you don't listen, but why is it bothering her? That's the context. Why does she need you to listen? That's the context. It's the why. Anyhow, the impact of miscommunication. Like What happens when you, don't have, mis- when you have miscommunication? You guys experienced all of this. I'm just going to drop it anyhow. Loneliness, loss of trust, defensiveness. Judgment, anger, confusion, invalidation, feeling invalidated, sadness, shock, breakdowns of every sort, disappointment, resignation, feel like quitting, you just like screw it, throw the towel in, jealousy, alienation, and other types of emotional pain. And by the way, this list I just gave you, is not comprehensive. In other words, you can find plenty more things to add to that list. You know what I mean? Like that list. All, is all, all like,
4: negative. All negative.
0: Yeah, that's the negative impact of a lack of communication. Now, here's the benefits and the value of effective communication. When communication is working, here's what you get. This is why it's so important for you to understand it. Because here's what you will get. Most people most people deal with their relationships one incident at a time. Each incident stands on its own. They don't think about that incident compared to nothing else. But if you look at communication as a body of knowledge, as a body of work, let me tell you what I mean by that. So you guys both of you guys, know a little bit about baseball, right? hmm Yes. Okay, great. So a baseball player, let's say a first baseman who's a pretty good hitter, they don't judge him by this at bat. They judge him by his ability to hit left-handers, to hit right-handers, to hit when players are on base, to hit by himself, to hit when he's in trouble, to hit when the team is in trouble. They look at all of those scenarios and they look at his consistency as a body of work, not individually, like he struck out that time, I can't trust him again.
4: Yeah, no case is, is on its own. There is a background. Right. But in romantic relationships, each conversation
0: becomes part of a reputation, but it doesn't become a part of a body of work that could be analyzed and worked on and improved. Should I say that again, or did that communicate?
1: Yeah,
2: please say one more time.
0: Yes. In relationships, each incident... Becomes part of the reputation that you have with your wife and your wife has with you. she screamed at you, is building the reputation that she's a screamer. You didn't listen to her. you didn't listen to her that's building her her repu- your reputation with her as somebody who don't listen, right? But what happens is nobody looks at the body of incidences and looks at how to improve it, where there's strong suits that you're not taking advantage of. You just look at incident by incident and then and then put it in a pile versus
1: looking at everything that's happening and see how you can make it work. Make sense? Yes. So-so. Yeah. That's what businesses do in order to
0: manage their income, their revenue, their staff, their reputation in the world. They look at everything that's happening and see how they can take advantage of all the things that's happening, not just complain about the stuff that don't
1: work.
0: Right now, you two men are in relationships where all you all do is keep track of what doesn't work, and it adds to the reputation, but you're not looking at everything that happened to see how you can make it work better like you would if you had a business because you know you need to do that in order to stay in business, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Make sense? I think so.
2: Okay,
0: Adam? Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you with me 100% or you, you missed something?
2: Yeah, I I, I'm getting the main idea. Don't worry. I mean, if okay. I get the main idea, I don't ask questions. But what I see that uh, we are g- g- going uh, very well. And if I have questions, I will ask at the end. All right,
0: great. All right. And then, of course, you have the recording, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And then, of course, you have the recording,
1: so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do, guys. I don't know what just
0: happened, but um, I just personally got disconnected from the call. Okay,
1: so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up and then call back now. To, to okay. Away. Okay. Connected from the call. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay, that was really weird, guys,
0: <laughs> yeah, man. so let You're me tell you what, let me tell you what just happened technically, technically speaking, so before I was on the call in the beginning, and then the the call system somehow froze me, and I called back in and they treated me like I was a guest, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden it decided that oh the the host is not on the call anymore, and it hung up on hung hung up me as a host. And so I was like, "Why am I hearing you guys in the
4: speakers yeah echo we were, we had echos,
0: yeah, 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 because the, as far as as far as talk show was concerned, the host hung up but but the the talk show hung up on the host an hour ago, and it just finally realized it hung up on me, so I had to hang up and call back in as the host again. <laughs> what a mess that was crazy I'm not ex- I'm not gonna explain it again, it just was stupid, you know, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got the
4: technical part. Okay, great, good good, good, good. Okay,
0: great. So now, uh, <laughs> that was a bizarre thing I ever seen. All right, so anyhow, um, what I'm going to tell you is the value of effective communication. So here's the benefits. Here's what you get out of it by when you know how to make a relationship effective, I mean communication effective. And I'm giving you this so that you want it. And you listen for it, and you work towards having it. So here we go. uh, The value of effective communication is clarity, workability, like life works. Synchronicity, like you're all on the same page. Love shows up. It expands. Intimacy, cooperation, understanding, increases in knowledge and effectiveness. Fun, you guys can actually have fun with good communication. Satisfaction and fulfillment. Validation, feeling validated, growth of all types, teamwork and partnership, accuracy, life is becomes accurate. You actually can be happy. You can actually feel joy. That's some of the things that you benefit from having effective communication. Now I'm going to give you another tip in the area of communication that you
1: may or may not have ever heard before. I'm going to tell it to you anyhow. Okay, what the heck is happening? Um, okay, great. So two tips. Um,
0: if if here's a This is a big tip. This is for anywhere in life, particularly with your wife. If people repeat themselves to you, you haven't listened to them 100%. If your wife keeps repeating herself to you, she doesn't think that you heard her. She doesn't have the experience in your hearing. And so what I'm going to tell you is that listening 99.9% is the same as listening
1: 0%. You're either listening 100% or you're not listening. There's no, I listen to most of it. You either listen 100% or you didn't listen at all.
0: That's how you should handle it as a a context. Sometimes I'm listening to people and they don't have the experience of listening. I will shut up. I will sometimes hold my breath. I will make my whole body vibrate to their voice. Yes, makes sense. Because they need to have the experience of you listening to them, and you need to be able to understand them one hundred percent. So, how, people... how
2: how how are you doing uh, at Webex or on the phone? So you just wait silently.
0: Um. What do you mean?
2: When we have face to face meeting uh,
0: yes.
2: at co- uh, company or at home, no problem. But when, sometimes when I do the meeting on Webex on online on the phone. Yes. It's really hard to keep the communication open because they, are, they can be distracted from a, a lot of different stuff. Yes. How do you manage well, that?
0: Well, um, you have to treat it. You don't have to, but here's a technique that I'm going to give you. You want to treat it. You want to treat communication as if you're watching a movie. When you're watching a movie, you don't ask yourself questions. You don't talk to yourself. You don't get distracted. The movie's too engaging for you to get distracted, right?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't think. You don't ask. You don't talk. Your brain is completely shut off except for watching the movie, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, you remember the whole
1: movie, right?
3: Yeah.
0: You might not be able to say the dialogue of the whole movie, but you remember everything that happened. You remember the plot from beginning to end, right? You never talk. But all of a sudden, you sat there for two hours, you remember the whole movie, right? Yes. That's because the brain is photogenic. It has a photographic memory. You just, if you can learn how to stop interrupting yourself, you'll actually hear it. When you see, because the brain can only hear one voice at a time. It can only pay attention to one voice at a time. And if you're talking to yourself, that means you're interrupting
1: whoever's talking. They don't know it, but you lost them when you start talking to yourself.
0: But you never interrupt the movie. That's not going to be the whole movie. Oh, I see. But when you're talking in life, you got to learn how to shut your brain off so you can actually listen 100%. And it's not possible for you to listen 100% 100% of the time. But it is possible for you to listen 100% when it's
1: time to listen 100%. So you may not turn your brain off all the time, but when your wife really needs your attention,
0: you need to treat her like you're watching a movie and turn your brain off until she's finished talking. And I promise you, you'll hear her way better if you stop talking to yourself, worried, thinking about how you feel and all that other stuff, and
1: just listen to her the same way you would watch a movie. It'll be way easier, bro. <laughs> it's
0: counterintuitive, you know? It doesn't feel normal or natural.
1: But that's what works. If you need to keep watching movies just to practice, do it.
0: You know, <laughs> Use movies to practice how to listen if you have to. But your brain needs to be in the same place with your the people in your life, particularly your wife, as it is when you're watching a really good movie, man. Shut up and just listen.
3: Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it easy? Hell no. <laughs> but with practice, it could be.
1: So now, um, let's see here. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going
0: to move in. That's the, that's, that's the problem with what doesn't work about relationships, communication with relationships. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to talk about how to make a relationship agreement. We're going to start talking about the solution now, because I wanted you to really get a present to uh, how to communicate, like the impact of not making having a communication work. So now I created something. The, the solution to communication in relationships is to know how to make and keep agreements. We talked about that in the earlier section, last session, about um, making agreements in terms of being able to work with each other and honoring the trust. But you're going to have to know how to create agreements just so you can have effective communication, even before, even before you, um, you know, start working together. You're going to have to learn how to communicate, agree how to communicate to some degree. So um, I have this concept. I call it the anatomy of relationship agreement. And in the, relationship, in the anatomy of the relationship agreements, there's four areas that you need to uh, keep agreements with. So one is the areas of agreement, the areas that those agreements impact. the the level of impact of those agreements and the style of negotiation to create those agreements, and then the level of workability that those agreements will create. Like you have to have a certain level of workability in your agreements
1: or else you'll just be frustrated with the agreements that you do make. Make sense? And
0: again, you will get this as an email. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to try to under you have to try to remember it. It's more important that you understand what I'm saying than try to remember it because if you want to remember it, the email will help you to remember it and the recording. But in the meantime you wanna let the idea sink into your heart, sink into your brain, you know, sink into your DNA so that you understand it and you can apply it. So right, right. anyhow, um, so here we go. In order to have your relationship work in the area of communication, you've got to know how to make agreements. And so you've got to cover these five areas that need to get addressed properly in order to keep agreements, make agreements happen. So first is the areas of agreement. Everything, <laughs> everything is up for negotiation, which also means that everything needs to become an agreement. Often people assume their partner wants or thinks the same way as they do. Not true. (laughs) What is not not true? I said people often assume that their partner, their spouse, wants Mm -hmm. or thinks the same way as they do. Mm -hmm. Not true. (laughs) No, hell no, not true. So everything that humans do, in terms of interacting with each other, works best when there's an agreement in place. In our everyday life, outside of our relationships, there are agreements on driving rules, corporate entities, social etiquette, real estate values, etc. Some areas for negotiated agreements in relationships are finances, sex, self-expression, family interactions, home management, shopping, uh, holidays, entertainment, vacation, planning. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I got a whole list here that you're going to need that I'm going to send you that covers the areas that you need to make agreements in because every area you don't make an agreement in, here's what happens. If you don't make an agreement in an area, that means that you already have a natural, um, how do I call it, a natural expectation, and your spouse has an expectation, and if you did not make an agreement and if something happens in that area, the expectations take over, and if the expectations don't get met, somebody's going to get upset. Make sense? Yes. So if you take away the expectations by putting in an agreement, then you can avoid upset, or you know what to do if an upset comes up because the agreement was not honored then you can do something about it.
4: So we have to, you are telling that we have to cover, like uncovered topics. Yeah, you need to see all
0: the areas where you where you have problems at and start making agreements on how to handle them, but then you got to honor the agreement. Mm-hmm. See, if you don't honor the agreement, now your integrity sucks, and now that's going to make it worse. Than if yeah, we discussed
2: it from uh, last class.
0: Yeah, right. So... Um. So that's the first area, is 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 seeing where you need to make agreements. So what's the second area? Um, hold on a second. A computer, okay. Areas of impact. So you you're gonna have your areas of agreement. You know, each relationship is gonna have areas where you know some, every relationship. Some areas cover all relationships, and then but then there's other areas that are specific to your relationship versus. Adam's relationship, you know, versus the relationship to the people in my neighborhood where I'm at right now, right? So everybody's got their different stuff. So you want to look at what's important to you and your wife and where you need to make agreements at, and then how to make them. See, but here's the trick. You know, well, I'll, I'll go into that later because um, I'm just getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Now, the next thing after looking at where you need to make agreement. You also need to consider what your partner wants, which means you gotta think about your partner, um, the impact your agreements are gonna make have on your partner. The impact that life and the agreements you make with your wife are going to have on her. So you gotta look at life from in the areas that you make an agreements with, you gotta look at it from multiple perspectives. So you gotta look at does she need to be taking care of safety and security versus you need to be taking care of successfully well, around success? So you've got to always have that present. So, you know, you're making an agreement, you know, do you have the skill level to be able to fulfill on it, or does she have the skill level to be able to fulfill on it? Um, is it something you actually want to do? Is it a self-expression or is it a necessity? Is it a self-expression for her or is it a necessity you know, can you be empowered and excited while doing it, even if it's not, you know, an area where you are happy about it, but is it something you can do and be and, and make yourself happy about? Can you create a context around it? Um, you know, who's best at doing something? You know, so you want to make an agreement around who's better at doing this than the other person, because you may not like doing something, but if you're better, you probably should do it, because you'll make her feel safe and secure, because you're better at it even though you don't like doing it. So you want to look at the impact of your agreement. You also want to look at your time availability, what your finances are in order to make these agreements. Is it something that's necessary? Is it a desire rather than, you know, a necessity? Is it something that's going to add usefulness, practicality, workability to the relationship? So you got to look at the impact of of your agreements, not just make agreements. Does
1: that communicate? Mm-hmm. Oh, make sense? Yeah. All right, because y'all
0: are too silent, so I need to know what y'all heard, what you're thinking about what I just said. I'm thinking about
2: going to bed, man. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, to keep, I'm I understand.
1: I'm trying to keep, trying okay. to
4: keep it awake. All right, that's fine. So listen, if you can't concentrate anymore,
0: I don't have a problem with doing, you know, finishing this session the next time, and maybe if I have to, do a, a seventh session. I don't have a problem with doing that, if you need that.
2: No, 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 no. Let's finish it. How, how how much time do you need?
0: I don't know, another 15 minutes, tops? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 of course. Let's finish it. Okay.
0: All right, well, thank you for telling me you're tired. I got that. <laughs> I wanted to I know, know what you...
2: what I'm thinking. I said that I'm thinking to go back. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that. I wanted to honor you know, your needs there. But I also want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. That's why I'm checking in to see what are you getting out of what I'm saying, you know?
2: Uh, uh, that is a guy, a uh, multi-testing guy. I'm pretty sure he's doing something else right
4: now. Yeah, I, I even turned off the light so, so I could focus. But Great. this time, you know, I was almost about to fall asleep.
0: Good thing I asked. No wonder I, no wonder I heard it was sounded so silent. Good thing I asked. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you let's, so let's
2: finish it yeah, let, Only in 15 minutes Erdogan, Let's focus on finishing Oh
0: yes Okay All right. All right If you have to Do some jumping jacks for, for the next 15 minutes man, If you have to All right So this, this You know I'm almost done here Man so Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah and this is, This is detailed information This is why You know I can understand Why you would You know Feel the way you feel But this is You, you got to have this In order to make The relationship work If you don't You will pay the cost Of not knowing this You know what I mean misery. if misery. I were
2: you, if I you uh, Tony, I yeah. generally mention about sex. Now everybody will be alive. Okay. <laughs>
1: Let's see where I can put sex in
0: here, man, you know. This is what I can do. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I might have to do that in the future, you know, the conversation going sleepy. I'm like, you right, uh, know, oral sex. <laughs> All
3: right, right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um <laughs> I might have to do that if I'm doing it with some women, I might even do that then. I always try to wake y'all up. I'm sorry, my bad, you know. Just wanna wake y'all up. Y'all sound like y'all asleep. All right, great. Um, but they will call me a troublemaker, but that's all right, I can take it. Yeah. All right now. <laughs> so the list I just gave you is a holographic view of your partner's needs as well as your own. You don't need to include everything in this list most of the time but you do need to be aware of them whenever you're negotiating or creating an agreement. So in other words, you don't just say, okay, honey, I'll do it, if you know you're never going to like it and, you and you're going to have a hard time wanting to do it. So one of the things I'm going to teach you, I'm going to give you right now, that I'm not going to probably put in the email because it's not a part of this, this is a little bit extra, but there's a certain way in which you respond to requests and demands. You ready?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You either say yes, you say no, or you give them a counter offer. Right, I won't do that. I don't want to agree to that, but I will do this. So you want to start giving yourself permission to make counter offers. Okay. That's where the negotiations start. You might listen to it like it's a yes or a no, and if you say no, you'll get in trouble. But there's, yeah. a third, there's a third option called, uh, I got a different After
3: idea.
0: The yeah, the counteroffer, exactly. So when you're doing all these negotiations, you're having these conversations, you know, you want to bring that to the conversation. You want to bring the, the concept of counteroffer. You already know how to say yes. You already know how to cave in and say no. You want to stand for yourself and say, how about if we do it different than we? you saying it? as long as it accomplishes the same goal. You don't want to say, screw you, I don't want to do what you're doing. Now you'll just, you know, make a start argument or or make her feel bad or make her feel bad to make you feel bad. But counter offers because that's called negotiation. So, mm-hmm. so anyhow, you wanna you wanna be able to uh uh to, to counter offer stuff. Next. So I talked about um what I talked about. I talked about first um, the areas where you need to make agreements. Then I talked about the the areas of impact, like the type of impact it's going to have. Now I'm going to talk about the level of impact. So uh, if you cannot tell whose emotions are highest when it comes time to make an agreement, you're setting yourself up, your partner, in a relationship for trouble. You won't know the impact of your ways of being enacted are until it's too late. So what I mean is Remember earlier I said that the person with the strongest emotions is in charge of the relationship for at least as long as they have the strongest emotions? Yes, you said that. Right. So if you're ignoring her when she's got the stronger emotions, you don't know what the impact is going to be. So you need to be present to how what you're saying and what you're agreeing to is impacting her. And this is basically everybody, but particularly there. So if you don't monitor, monitor the impact of your actions, your attitude, your timing on your partner, when it becomes obvious some agreement needs to be made, uh, or worse, you become momentarily lazy, disinterested, or blind, and you don't even bother to check in with your partner's needs, Uh, whether they have the experience of being taken care of or not, you will know how negatively it will be impacting you until later. Mm -hmm. Usually, we could tell when it's going to work, but we can't tell when it's not going to work until, until it's way too late. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: And then and, and you won't even know when, and then your partner won't even remember when, because people don't always remember what you do, but they always remember how you make them feel. So you have to constantly be on the lookout for how are you making her feel, because how you making her feel is the impact. That's the main impact in your agreements and in your communication. And women are more geared around feelings anyhow, so you gotta take care of feeling. Okay?
3: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: now, oh, you still gotta keep your agreements, you still gotta make agreements that work, you still gotta be able to understand the impact of those agreements, where those agreements are gonna affect. But you also have to be responsible for your style of negotiation. By like how you negotiate your agreements. You can't be a wimp or else she'll just consider you a wimp and boss you around, and you won't actually ever be making agreements. You'll just be doing what she tells you to do.
1: So, can, you say, can you say that again?
0: Yes. When you're making agreements, you first have to know where you need to make agreements at. You need to know um, the, the, the impact those agreements are going to make. You need to know how it's going to impact your your woman. But you also need to be responsible for how you negotiate. That's right. You
2: have to balance everything.
0: Yeah. Like you got to be you when you're negotiating. You can't all of a sudden become a different person when it's time to negotiate because you don't want to, you know, get scared. You don't want to like, you know, put her off or all of that stuff. You don't want to be managing her feelings by managing your feelings in order to negotiate. You gotta so be I you. Guess, yeah.
4: I guess you covered uh, when when we need to make the agreements when I was sleeping. <laughs> I guess. You'll have to listen to the recording, bro. We has that with
0: Okay, Sorry. okay. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you woke up now though. Uh sex. All right. Um <laughs> all right, so style of negotiation. Um you must be yourself and at the same time you must be about creating agreements that work. So you gotta be true to yourself, but you also gotta be focused on making the agreements that work. So you can be funny, matter of fact, mean, standoff. You can't be standoffers. Here's the one thing that, here's the one thing about this. When you're negotiating, it is not a time to fight to use to be a bully, um, you know, or to be someone else other than you. Your style of negotiations is, is important. And when you're negotiating, I highly recommend that you take on this context, that you leave your partner better than you found them. However you be in your negotiations, as long as you're making sure that everybody's taking care of and you're leaving her better than you found her in the beginning, like she's better at the end of the negotiation than she was at the beginning, mm-hmm. then you're doing a good job and you're doing what's right. But, but if you don't do that, now you're just asking for trouble. Make sense? But mm-hmm. if
2: you make her happy, then you lose something from the negotiation. I think everybody has to lose something and everybody has to be a little bit happy.
0: Yeah, everybody has to walk away happy from a negotiation, and it's got to be a negotiation in service of both parties. It can't be just for her, and it can't be just for you.
1: Yeah. So if okay, she's okay, in my
2: term, in my term, I'm selfish. Uh, I benefit most in Erdal's term. His wife benefits most.
0: Yeah. So you got to be like, you know, are we both winning in this conversation here? Or are you both going to win at the end of the negotiation? That's how you got to look at it. Because in relationships, if both parties don't win, nobody wins. There's no such thing as win-lose in relationships.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's either win-win or lose-lose. There's no win-lose. Just yeah, like, eventually, like even if you did, win at
2: the beginning, eventually you're going to lose at the end.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's. I saw this picture one time where um, there was a rowboat and there was a leak in the rowboat, in the front of the rowboat. And there were some people that was in the front of the rowboat working their butt off to keep the boat from drowning. They were hitting the buckets and rowing as much as they could. And then the people in the back of the rowboat whose who's, uh, butt was in the air and it was away from the water, they were saying, man, I'm sure glad that, that you know, that, that we ain't in the water like they are. But they're in the same boat. Yes. So if the people in the front is going to drown, so are the people in the back. You know, what I mean? Because they're going down. It's just the people in the front of the boat. It looked like they was working hard. But that's, yeah. you know, that's that's what negotiations that are not done when, in a way that makes everybody win, that's what it ends up looking like. And in the end, everybody drowns. Mm -hmm. So. don't don't
2: sleep. Erda, don't don't sleep.
4: No, no, I'm listening. I'm attentive.
0: Good, 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 good. So you got to be in a...
3: Your
0: your way of being in negotiation is important. You have to actually have a style of communication that makes you feel fulfilled and also takes care of her. But you got to stand for yourself because you don't stand for yourself and she don't think you're going to stand for her either anyhow. So... You stand for yourself. As far as she's concerned, you're a weakling. Anyhow, you, you got to stand for yourself, bro. So, but anyhow, so that's that's it about that. And then the last piece is that you got to make agreements that are so solid that you could build other agreements on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, like you got to consider the the level of workability, the foundation of it. So, you know, to give you a general example before I go specific the uh the the Declaration of Independence was so solid that the United States of America, even though you know they were all you know prejudiced racist slave owners right, they was able to build the United States Constitution on top of it and yes. after, after, yeah, and actually have this country work you know as well as it has to this point. Because the first agreements they made was so solid they was able to build solid agreements on top of it, and now it continues for you know for over two hundred years it's close to two hundred fifty years we've been operating this way, you know what I mean
1: it's
2: same for religions also
0: yeah, exactly, exactly, so you know you made an agreement to love each other till death do your part, and then you're going to keep making new agreements on top of that, right
3: mhm, so
0: um. You know, there's five pieces that need to happen as a part of making strong agreements that you could add agreements on top of because you're going to constantly be making agreements, but you can't – I mean, yeah, you're going to some agreements, you're going to be like, okay, we can't do that agreement anymore because if we do this, we can't do that. You know, you'll see that, but that's not going to happen a whole lot of the time. But you want to make sure that your your foundation is so solid, right? So here's what here's the pieces you need. Four pieces. You need to have integrity, responsibility, workability, meaning its ability to work, and then solidness, meaning, you know, how how stable is it? Can it can it support the next thing? Can you build an agreement on top of that agreement? I'm not going to go into the details of it because, you know, we, we're all about done now. <laughs> but this is the last piece of it. So, again, it's like, Areas of agreement, the areas those agreements impact, the level of impact of each agreement, your negotiation style for your agreements, and then the power of the agreements that you make. Perfect. Uh, Tony, yes. Just
4: to solidify, you know, the theory what you what you thought, yeah. like you know, just as a very quick specific sample. Good. So Give me. My wife. Claiming that, you know, I had an initial agreement with her that i will not going to touch her salary because as a man, I'm, you know, I I stated, you know, when I was marrying, I will be able to, you know, uh, sponsor or like maintain a house with three kids, you know, and the assumption is like she really doesn't need to contribute. Okay. So now she works, but I occasionally need, need money from her and ask money from her which is like the violation of the uh allegedly the first agreement we had you know so that is not me because you are telling us speak you know stand up to yourself is that what you say like basically present who you are so i don't i don't agree with that because you know in united states you know both couple says to work and plus I expect my wife to just b- deposit her money. Like, I, I, you know, I don't expect that much, but like, I expect her to trust in a way that like she could direct deposit to my account.
3: Yes.
4: So the, you know, how to, like, how how, how, how will you explain this with the messed up agreements or you know what if kind I of agreements should I should I make? If I was
0: in that conversation, here's what I would do. If I'm in this situation, honey, I know that I've made an agreement with you. We made an agreement that I would never ask you for money, and I've been asking you for money.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: we, I, I, I want to honor your agreement, but I don't know if honoring your agreement is going to take care of our relationship. Here's why. And then you're going to do a PowerPoint presentation or something around your finances over the last few years.
3: hmm
0: Right? And so... What will happen is when she gets a full picture of the reality of the finances, Mm -hmm. she could say, okay, I still don't want to give you any more money, but let's plan on seeing how we can help you make more money. Or, okay, I'm willing to put in some money towards this. Or, you know, like start negotiating. Like what's going to make life work? See, right now she's winning but y'all are not winning. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say she's winning but y'all are not winning is because right now you're in a win-lose. She's going to honor her agreement even if it takes down the whole relationship because she's worried about safety and security. And if y'all get divorced, she still needs to make sure she's got money. Mm-hmm. She's protecting herself against everything, but she's not, she's not taking care of you in that, which means mm-hmm. she's not taking care of the relationship.
4: She offers me, she, she gives me suggestions about how I could make, you know. She says, like, okay, you know, it looks like you have to make more money, so why don't you lecture on the weekends? I'm okay, you don't come home, but just go do some SAT tutoring. You know, she, she tries to give me suggestions.
0: So then you not listening to her suggestions is telling her that she doesn't
4: care, that you don't care about what she's saying to you. No, she does, I did give an exercise and I'm getting some offers for SAT tutoring and stuff. Okay, great. But you all should make a plan for making more money
0: rather than doing it haphazardly.
4: What do you mean haphazardly?
0: Haphazardly means, you know, we're going to do something this time. It's not a solid plan to make uh, sure that in a year, two years, three years, your money problems are resolved and you all are taking action on that plan.
3: hmm mm-hmm.
0: So that's what it sounds like. There's an opportunity for you to negotiate with your wife around. Mm-hmm. See, y'all have a miscommunication, but it's not because y'all don't understand each other's words. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's because you have different visions, and you don't understand each other's visions, or not honoring each other's vision enough, or something. So you mm-hmm. got to get the bottom bottom line. You know, psychologically, philosophically. Mm-hmm. Conceptual. You gotta get to the same context, and therefore you can create a plan that you both can get behind that works for the both of you.
3: hmm
0: This is what you're talking about is the essence of clearing up miscommunication. But it's not because y'all don't know how to communicate.
3: It's mm-hmm.
0: because y'all don't know what needs to be communicated.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Let me say that again, because this is on the recording here, right? It's mm-hmm. not that you don't know how to communicate; it's that you don't know what needs to be communicated. Context wise, right? You got to make a long-term plan, a three-year plan. I suggest maybe in three years, you know, you're a you're a, a you know a lecturer who's getting ten thousand dollars, you know, a speech.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, ten thousand uh, dollars. Graceful uh, thinking. Hey, yo, I'm just you know, you know if you put a plan out, you know, and you and you execute the plan, yeah. that's, you know,
3: right, that's
0: right? Right? You know, it might, take, it might take three years, but you know, like you gotta look at what it's gonna take for you to do whatever it is and have her partner with you to make it happen. So she can keep her money, you making enough money, she's happy and like y'all, y'all both winning. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. If
0: she if she's willing to help you learn how to Learn. She's willing to help you make more money. That's just, that's that's just a, that's just a way to honor your agreement with her.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Because right, she keeps her. She gets her fifty thousand dollars a year, and you made you know twelve million. She still keeps her fifty grand a year. Fine, sixty grand, whatever, hundred grand, yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course, right. Then you would be yeah. happy, then you happy to let her have a, a, a hundred grand because no, I want, I want her.
4: That. I want her to save. I want her to save, but just when I fall short, you know that doesn't happen. Yeah, and
0: see another thing is saving is one thing, investing is another. So I don't know if your wife is investing.
4: No, she's just. I mean, she doesn't have much money in the account. You know, like four, five thousand, six, five, five to ten, something maximum. yes yeah, So. You, You know, she's not investing. She's not like, it's not growing. It's sitting there. Exactly. So she'd feel
0: a lot better if she knew how to make it grow. So that's another area of
4: negotiation.
0: That's another area of planning. That's another way to take care of each other. That's an agreement I could make happen. And so she Mm -hmm. could try with, if she got, let's say she got five grand in there. Take a Mm -hmm. thousand, learn how to invest with that thousand. That's right. Rather than sit there and, hope, you know, get scared and bite your nails while you're looking at your, you know, your mm-hmm. pennies in the jar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right.
0: Maybe, maybe she uses some of that investment money to support you in the things you need with your marketing plan about being a public speaker. And then as you make money, you contribute back to the money. Like you give her, you know, from percentage until, you know, you've doubled her return on investment. And then take mm-hmm. it from there, or whatever. You know, I mean, I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But you, you got to find what there is that needs, to, what there is that you can agree on that you can work together. Makes sense.
4: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, definitely.
0: Adam, you still awake?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and I just want to. I think we are done.
4: Yeah, we
3: are.
0: <laughs> Have a great night, everybody.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Man. Yeah. He, he's done that. <laughs> 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 hey,
0: uh, Ed, you, you, you complete as well? You you good right now? Y- yeah, yes, I'm yes. Good. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you guys get what I'm talking about. This is some complicated stuff, you know, partly because it's complicated and partly because we got to deal with the language issue, the, the language barrier, you
4: know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. But
4: when you get it, it's amazing, bro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you for all your efforts in trying to understand yeah. what we say. Yes. Try to so give you my
3: best.
4: Now, All right, man. Time. Have a
2: great night. So next thing is going to be the last one, right?
4: Yep.
2: All right. Perfect. Perfect.
4: Yeah. yeah, Erdal,
2: yeah. keep in touch and have a great night.
4: You too. Same here.
0: Bye-bye.
4: Bye bye,
2: gentlemen. Take care. Bye bye. warahmatullahi Tony. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ham, salami, and bacon. There you go. <laughs> bye
1: bye. All right.